everyone. Welcome to the Field of Grace podcast. My name is Anna Parrish, and I'm so excited that you are here. Welcome back to the podcast because you are here. I'm full of gratitude. Uh, One thing before we start, I've not been posting on social media since Lent started. So if you like what you hear today, please, please, please share with friends and family or on literally any form of social media. That would be so greatly appreciated since I can't do that myself. Today, I'm continuing my 10-part series on the fruits of the Spirit, and this week, like I said, I'm talking about love, which is super exciting. I love love. I'm a big love girl. Um, But as I was preparing for today's episode, I was getting a little bit overwhelmed because love is literally the whole theme of the Bible, and Every sermon I think that I've listened to has love intertwined in it somewhere. Um, The topic of love is like so big, but I want these episodes to be really compact and short and really easy to listen to. So, you know, it is the biggest commandment and there's so many different ways I could go with this topic. But I decided to just answer three specific questions that I thought were super important. Easy to listen to, but needed to be talked about, at least from my perspective. So that's what I'm going to be doing today. What I'm going to talk about is part of the basic fundamentals of Christianity. Like I said, the overall theme of the Bible, which is really, really great for new or young believers, but also really a great reminder for seasoned believers as well. The three questions that I was going to answer are, what does biblical love look like? How does God's love change the way we love others? And how can we pursue love in the face of adversity? First question, what does biblical love look like? So the word love, um, you've probably heard this before from the Bible, is translated from the Greek word agape. So agape love is an unconditional love. It's a love with no conditions whatsoever. So it's this perfect love that God gives to us. It has no expectation of being reciprocated. And really, it's not a love that we can display without drawing near to God because love is who God is. So I figured I would read from 1 Corinthians 13, which is a very well-known set of scripture, um, and it describes what love is. All right, so this is starting in verse 4 of 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. We can choose this love. We can choose to be patient, kind, and or not jealous, or not boastful, or not proud. 
not rude, or (laughs) we cannot, right? It's a choice. And so as I was researching, I found that C.S. Lewis, which my favorite author ever, (laughs) has identified four types of love found in the Bible. The first one, agape, which we already talked about. Agape love, it's concerned with the good of others rather than the self, like it's a choice with no expectation of return. It's not going to stem from emotions or familiarity or attraction. So that's agape love. Eros, eros, love, (laughs) I don't know how you say that, is based on romantics. So this is the sexual part of love. And this word isn't specifically said in in the Bible, but I think, I'm pretty sure Lewis drew this word from the Old Testament. There were people who were like preoccupied in love for one another. And so they were filled with eros, eros. This can obviously be a positive or a negative thing. Um, On one hand, it can distract from God, but when paired with other things, like when accompanied with other kinds of love, it adds to a relationship. Third type, philia. I could totally be saying these wrong, but philia love is the love that comes from friendship. So um, in the Bible, when it says um, brotherly love or to lay down one's life for a friend, this is the type of love that C.S. Lewis is talking about. It stems from the bonding over similar interests. So the love that you would have with a friend. And the last love is storage. Sword love is based on familiarity. So this would be your family love. Um, it's not based on like blood or anything like that, but it's like a comfortable affection is what he says. So your family. But if you look at all these different types of love, you can obviously put two and two together that agape love is different. It stands out. It's sacrificial. question. How does God's love change the way we love others? Because God first loved us, we can love him. So he gives us this agape love. And like I said, that love is different. When we realize how infinitely loved we are, agape love encourages us to love others that way too. It doesn't make sense, right? In the same way, how we love others reveals our relationship with God. And that can be pretty telling. So his love is everlasting, everlasting meaning forever and ever, never changing. There's a quote that I read recently that says, to think you can love God without being changed by him is to think you can jump into the ocean and not get wet. To really love him, you must understand that your life is going to be wrecked by him and built again into something beautiful. And something lasting. To answer the question, his love is going to completely change the way we view others. When we look at others, we'll see the beautiful characteristics that God has given them, that God has blessed them with. All right, last question. How can we pursue love in the face of adversity? 
So I really, really love this question because love and conflict do not seem to go hand in hand. (laughs) You know, how can we love ourselves when things are hard, but also how can we love others when things are hard? So I believe that God wants us to love ourselves the way that he loves us, just as he encourages us to love others. You are courageous and you're loved exactly how you are and you're chosen and no one or thing can take that away from you. You know, when we love ourselves the way that God loves us, we can better love others. So we can love others even in their pain and insecurity, just as God has loved us. Like I said, it's a choice and it's not easy. When someone rejects us or belittles us or talks about us, we have a choice to love them even harder. And that choice is so hard, but this this choice is going to be a relentless pursuit until heaven. And we can pray that others will give us the grace that God has given us. One of the most important things, I think, is that we don't use love or the idea of love as a weapon towards others because real biblical love will change us and love and trials leads to a stronger faith. So I know that's not like completely covering every base of what love is and how to choose love, but (laughs) that's all I have. So I really, really encourage you to take what I said and to apply it to your lives Super basic and super simple, but such a blessing of a reminder. Really, really praying over this episode and that you would choose love. So yeah, go forth in love today.